Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. This is Mandy. And there are players in football who never even touch the ball. And still get paid millions. That's true. That's true. Hi, everyone. This is Ollie. And if I'm playing an MMP with you or RPG online, and then you find out I am indeed a woman and you start acting goobery or weird or bragging about the guns that you have in your stash or your backpack, I will kick you from the game. And this is the Mandy and Ollie podcast. You search for guys with the most things. Daddy ran away, left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang. Same ones you and your you friends party on for the weekends. Uh, girl, it seems like every week it's like an up or a down. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just want to be medium, you know? Oh, I so, this week is is on the lower end. But nothing that some friends, family, and alcohol couldn't help. How about you? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's been okay. It's just been slower than I'm used to. I'm usually so very busy, like out and about, running out and about. And this week, all of my stuff has been like sit down and work on the computer, and it just feels very officey. So not my stick, not my stuff. Yeah, you enjoy a good fast-paced experience, I guess. Correct. So you want to hit us with those? <laughs> you want to hit us with those goal updates? Unfortunately, I will be packing a very low punch because I feel like I don't have much to contribute towards my goals. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait! I do have a warning to give to people. Oh. If you work uh, in a corporate situation where your job is contributing to certain benefits. I would advise that you go in and make sure that you've opted in for those benefits. Mm, <laughs> because like you mean health insurance and something Yeah, else. like certain health insurance, four oh one Ks, um, FSAs or HSAs to go with your health insurance, all that kind of stuff. Because you would hate to find out that um you're not getting everything that you could be getting or should be getting or would be owed to you and you thought you were. So as opposed to just assuming, just check every now and then to make sure everything is going according to plan. Yeah, I would definitely hate to find that out, that I think I'm doing something and it turns out surprise, you're not. So mm-hmm. Okie dokie. So what about your goal? An... <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. I don't have an update on grids, regards, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I'm stumbling over my words. Interjection. Mama make me match my M&M's. I don't have an update. So should I not be putting that in? Oh, my gosh. I mean, you can leave it. It's fine. People might need to understand how they can uh, help with their pronunciation. Enunciation. Yeah. So I don't have an update in regards to my storage and organizing, but I do want to say that I cut out meat and dairy two weeks ago, and this past week alone, I've had turkey, eggs, butter lace brownies, and just now, (laughs) I finished a chicken pot pie, and that's all I have to add. (laughs) 
I was about to say something, but then you had your follow up, so I'm just going. Yep. Yep. Be like that, girl. Be like that. I don't know if you're laughing with me or at me, but okay. I, it's with. It's for sure with. I for would sure. never. That's not true. I've laughed at it. And I probably will get to you at some point in our friendship. But that's because, you know, I care to laugh in front of your face. You know, I'm not going to be that's fake and laugh behind your back. That's true. I can definitely say that's true about you. You laugh at me mm-hmm. in my face. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that honesty. Retrospectively. I'm sure like mm-hmm. <laughs> after you're no longer upset about whatever, you appreciate right. it. <laughs> That's why I said retrospectively. In the moment, no. But later on mm-hmm. when I uh, think about it, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? That might have been a little funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one All more right. thing I thought about, this isn't a goal update, but I do feel like Popeyes was trolling me because right after the podcast came out, that's when they decided to announce that on November the 3rd, which is when I'm not spending money, again, just want to reiterate that, oh, yeah. no spend November. Mandy is not going to be out here eating out, buying food. That's when they're like, let's bring back the chicken sandwich. So... If any listeners want to show <laughs> us some love by sending me a gift card or buy me a sandwich, I don't know. I never, you know what? That's a good thing to think about. I, I have no idea if they do gift cards. But oh, my goodness. If you look into that. Your interjection. Did you mm-hmm. ever watch Deshaun Raw on um on YouTube? He was really, really big. He's the guy that created that. Yeah, he's the guy who created, that's the wrong number. It has a video where, like, he's beefing and goes away. He does another video where it's, like, Barney is evil, Barney from Barney and Friends, and Barney is telling Deshaun what to do. And one of the things he was like, Deshaun, I'm hungry. And Deshaun was like, well, I'm busy right now, Barney. He's like, Deshaun, make me a sandwich. He's like, all right, Barney, I got you, I got you. <laughs> so that's what reminded me of that. You have to see it, I guess, in context, so it could be funnier. But, yes, I feel like yep. you helped everyone else, though. I feel like you've spoken into existence. They might have heard the podcast or felt some rumblings and been like, you know what? Mandy wants to know when the sandwich is coming back. Let's let her know when the sandwich is coming back. That's all I asked. I also asked that it come out sooner, but, you know, whatever. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, if anybody wants to send Mandy a sandwich or take her on a, a, a sandwich talk-to-talk date, maybe you want to talk to a co-host of a podcast. Maybe you have questions. Maybe you, too, want to eat a chicken sandwich but not alone. Mandy's the lady to take with you. Yes, I, I will say that. I will done. say if you live in the metro Atlanta area and you want to meet Mandy, Mandy and Ollie podcast, slide into our Instagram and or Twitter DMs and let's make that appointment to meet at a Popeye's location where, again, I want to reiterate, you will be buying the Popeye's sandwich for me, Andy, <laughs> because Mandy not because is Mandy not spending can't money. Afford it. 
Exactly, because right. it's no spend November. That's what it is. So it's a part of the goals, guys. I'm trying to stick to mm-hmm. something. So <laughs> at this time, <laughs> I cannot buy. That would, that would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. They will throw that out into the atmosphere. Put it on my 2020 goal list. Right around oh, the yeah. corner. It's literally like two months away. Let's do oh, yeah. That. Yeah, two months. No, two months. That's right. But we were talking. That's another, well, I guess, thing we were talking about is um, goals we were making for the podcast. So mm-hmm. we can maybe think about those and talk about it next week if you want. Sounds good to me. Sounds like a plan. Look at us making up goals on the spot. <laughs> making up goals, cooking up plans. You the woman, and I'm the other woman. A hey, bars. Drop the mic. Do 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 do. Ali is the rapper of the group. Thank you, <laughs> but I'm not a rapper. That's awesome. <laughs> but I'm not a rapper though. But I'm not a rapper though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do remember him now. Yeah. I knew yeah. I I knew that's the wrong number. Sounded familiar to me, but I couldn't think about exactly where I heard it from. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. I know exactly where I heard that from. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder that's what happened to him because I feel like YouTube stars started blowing up around the time where he was very popular. So I don't know what his trajectory went to, but. I'm going to look into that after we finish this episode. Okay. Okay, okay. All right. That was an intermission you all will never hear. (laughs) So, (laughs) do you have an entry for This is a Safe Space? I do that I do. This week for This uh, is a Safe Space, I want to talk about kind of two things that go into one thing, um, which is how do you deal with change and how do you deal with things that happen unexpectedly? And the reason why I look at them as like two things is because you can kind of choose your own change or you can kind of see certain changes coming, but Mm -hmm. it's a whole nother experience when it's like something that you're not prepared for happens. And it's like both of those things could be good and both of those things could be bad, but I just feel like you never know how you're going to respond to either, you know? You know, I had an example immediately come to my head. I don't know why this one came to my head, but do you mind if I share it before you continue? Go off, sis. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you, bruh. So the first thing I thought about was hair, and it's like, you might make the decision, decision, mama make me match my my nims. You might make the decision to change your hair color so you go out, you buy some box dye or some henna or something. Oh, my goodness, Vivian, if you're listening to this, I have left that henna at your house since last Christmas. I'm going to pick it up. Anywho, (laughs) you go, you put the stuff in your hair, and you're expecting your hair to change color. Maybe you're going from blonde to black or black to green or green to blue. And instead of your hair changing color, it all falls out. Like oh, shit. Maybe, maybe the box that you got was a bad bath. Maybe these people are going out of business and, like, we're going to take all y'all with us. We don't know the reason. But instead of your hair changing color, it all falls out. And as Mandy said, you don't know how you'll react to it. Maybe you're like, oh, my gosh, all my hair is gone. Maybe you're like, oh, my gosh, now I can finally wear all those dad caps I have. Maybe you're like, um, maybe I can die and get a cool buzz cut and buzz cut in a fade. Go to that barber I've been checking out every time I walk past his window front, but now I have a reason to go speak to him. So 
adaptation is a very, very, very interesting thing. So that was the example that came to mind for me. Hair is definitely, like, a funny thing because, and, like, it is one of those things where you, it's a perfect example of both because you can prepare for it, you know, mentally pick out the style that you want or the color, like you said, when you're talking about uh, dyeing it, think that you already and prepare. And then when it's time for it to happen, it don't happen the way you thought it was. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> the perfect example I have is the first time that I cut my hair, which was oh. right after I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. And I was going into college, and I guess I thought, you know, new new Mandy, new year, new me. I'm going to go into college. I'm going to be a whole new, another person, blah, 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 blah. So I decided to cut my hair, which was never really long. Like, it was like medium length or whatever. But I guess maybe I thought having short hair would make me look more mature going into college. Mm-hmm. So the day before, I got food poisoning. Or I, I ate at an establishment. So when it was time to go to the hair salon to cut my hair, that's when I had the food poisoning. And oh, no. I was throwing up every two seconds oh, um, my when my hair was wet, <laughs> when they were trying to cut it. And then they were asking me questions about cutting it. And I was just like not paying attention, not prepared, because I just was like trying not to throw up while she was doing my hair. So pretty much what happened was she cut my hair, wrapped it while it was still wet, and sent me home because I could not get through the session. When I woke up (laughs) two days later (laughs) and unraveled my hair from, you know, no longer throwing up and and stuff, it was not the haircut that I had wanted or expected. And I was like, oh, no, (laughs) because it was a change of, it's gone. Like, I can't. Like, I can't make the hair just come back. And at that time, like, I never really had had a weave or anything, so I wouldn't have been comfortable to just be like, well, it's just hair. I can go to the beauty supply and buy some more and be on my way. Like, I really only knew how to do my own hair. Um, So I had to go to college <laughs> with the new short haircut that I did not like, and I kind of didn't know what to do with it. But it was still one of those things that I just, like, dealt with. It's not like – I mean, there were some people at my college that I knew from high school. um, But it's not like my haircut was so terrible that they was like, dang, Mandy, you look jacked up. What the F happened to you? (laughs) Uh, So that's good. (laughs) But everyone that I pretty much, you know, met in college and made friends with, they didn't know me from high school so they had no reason to think oh my haircut is ugly in comparison to how it used to be or anything like that okay so i mean that could have if that's what am i trying to say that could be a good example of just like how you can have a bad experience initially with change but you know you just kind of deal with it and overcome and the world still you know goes on but you have to find the go on. It does. And it and that's the part of it where it's like the world will go on without you. So you might as well get yourself together <laughs> and go along with it so that you're not left on. <laughs> but um I just feel like I've never really been the best at 
dealing with change that I'm not prepared for. Like, I'm a kid who literally would think, like, if I knew I was having something exciting happening the next day, like, going, mm-hmm. to, or just interesting, like, if I had a test, I'd be thinking about that test all night, like, oh, i got to remember this and that and the other and blah, blah, blah. Or if I was going to Six Flags, I would be like, oh, so-and-so is coming. We're going to be in line together. I should talk to them about this and then have a whole conversation in my head about what we're going to talk about. <laughs> and <laughs> it's very likely, like, none of the stuff worked out how it had in my head from the night before, but it made me feel, like, more comfortable to have that little bit of preparation. All right. Not that I'm not a procrastinator in life, but, you know, I definitely feel like I was always better served if I didn't procrastinate in anything or if I just had, like, a little bit of preparation for stuff. That's so, so interesting when, to me. I, li- I literally posted something yesterday, and I put hashtag I'm a procrastination queen, and mm-hmm. I don't know how it's worked out for me all these years, but it just always has. Like, I can even remember my mom. It was one time. It was, like, two hours before I needed to catch the bus, and I just decided to start on, like, a five-page paper. And she was yelling in my ear, and I was like, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it done. But the longer you stand there and yell, the more distracting you are. But I'm going to get it done. And so <laughs> I got it done, and I got a B. I remember this specifically because I was like, I told you I'm going to get it done. And then it became, it should have been an A, and yada, yada, yada. But I'm like, I work, or at least back then, the school work, I worked very well <laughs> under pressure and last-minute stuff because, I felt like, well, I have to get it done. It's down to the wire. Like, it has to be done now. Like, all the little free, mm-hmm. right, literally. All the free time you spent for losing around, you didn't get it done. And I've tried it that way, too. And it's like, I don't know if I'm uninspired or I get roadblocked or what it is. But when I try to work on something, like, say I had a week to do that paper. If I tried to do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or, the like, the day I got it, like, it wouldn't have come out to be what it was. I don't know why it works that way, but it does. So, yeah. Yeah, it's I'm just one of those things where playing stuff out. Oh, thank you. I mean, <laughs> it's definitely different for everybody. Like, it's one of those things where I know I kind of could do something last minute. I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever really tried to for real, though. Like, last minute for me is still like, doing it a couple of days before. Like, I could never be like you, like, oh, it's two hours ahead and I'm starting from scratch. Like, nah, <laughs> that's never going to happen. <laughs> but it is interesting to know, like, there are really people that are like that and work well. I did see uh, you put that, and it was in reference to Kiki doing her <laughs> Kiki in the morning with Mike and Sarah. And she was like, leave me alone. <laughs> Mind your business. Alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> I was like, yep, that's me. Talk to my mom. Leave me alone. Let me finish the paper. <laughs> finish the paper. Yeah. Let me work out this pumpkin. And it'll work out. And I think specifically for that time, it was because, like, I was typing and crying. Like, maybe I waited a little too long. I do remember crying. And she was like, well, what are you crying about? You're the one that waited this late. And I'm like, yeah, but you yelling at me isn't going to help. So let me cry. Let me get myself together. And then I can pump this out. But that happened plenty of times, too, where I'm like, dang, I waited way too late. But that became, like, my thing. Wait too late. Cry while I do it. Get it done. (laughs) I just like pushing myself that way. (laughs) <laughs> not sure, sir. But yeah, but like, what if it was something 
that blindsided you, that hit you in the face, that kept you from even, like, you couldn't prepare, and now you're like, you have to deal with this reality in front of you immediately, and you don't even have the option to have prepared for it because this is just an out-of-the-blue thing. And you're like, this is my new reality. Like That sounds out of my control, yeah. Like, to an extent, even though they have stuff like, you know, hurricane insurance and flood insurance and stuff like that. Like, for example, the fires that were happening in California this week. Are happening, yeah. Yeah. Like, you, in theory, try to prepare for those things. You try to get insurance. You maybe try not to live in such a fire-prone uh, area. Yeah. Fire-prone area. But now... But, you know, if you can't, if those things are unavoidable or if that's just your reality and your house is on fire and you've lost your home, what are your next steps? Like, you, it's real easy to just get up in people's face and be like, well, you should have prepared. But it's like, that's not really realistic every single time. Like, I have a reality in front of me right now. Mm-hmm. I have a change that I have to face bring me something tangible or say something helpful. Don't give me, like, BS about what I should have, could have, would have. Yeah. Or, like, in the case, like you were saying with your mom, don't complain to me about it the whole time when I'm trying to make a solution out of of nothing. Right. I feel like people lack empathy and sympathy when it comes to things that, one, either hasn't happened to them, or, two, maybe they have prepared for. So they just can't even imagine, well, why did you move to a fire-prone area? Or, you're a celebrity, you have money, you'll be all right. Or, you have insurance, you'll be okay. Or, and it's like, you can show some empathy and compassion and also remain in the fact that maybe you should have prepared more. But right now, what I need is some positivity because I just lost something or something is not going as I expected to suddenly. So... Uh, yuck to those kinds of people. <laughs> and if I have been that person before, then I apologize to whomever received that version of Ollie. But it really sucks when it's like something is out of your control and someone's like, oh, well, you should have prepared. And it's like, out of my mm. control. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Facts. Like, that type of thing, like a, when a change hits you, that's the moment where you kind of get smacked in the face to be like, this is the reality of what can happen to people. Like, a lot of folks really do believe they're above certain experiences because they also specialize this, that, and the other. I can't even imagine what you would think you'd bomb at, that life won't smack you in the face, too. But Right. Life is no respecter of person, so you just wait your turn. Like, it's like not just life but death, not to make it totally sad, but, you know, when they talk about, like, the Grim Reaper, they always say, like, the Grim Reaper is coming for all of us. And life's kind of like that, too. Like, sometimes it will bring you something happy or joyous. But, like, think about that. You could get something that could be looked at as, like, a blessing. But it's still a change. And, again, you don't know, like, what the responses will be from that change. Like, for example, you could win the lottery. There's a reason why they say more money, more problems. I don't know what the reason is yet because I don't have my money, but <laughs> I feel like there's got to be a reason because all the people with the money keep saying it. They do. I feel like I have this plan in my head, and, of course, we know plans don't always go to plan, but I'm like, if I ever want some large sum of money, this is how it's being divided to the point where I won't have any issues because this is divided this way, this is divided that way, this is divided this way. So that always confuses me that, 
I mean, people never think or imagine, mm, what would I do if I won this amount of money? I'm like, I already have this planned out. Like, what's going to happen? Who's getting what? So <laughs> it's just so odd to me that people haven't even thought about it or imagined it even. I'm like, you got to get some stuff in, uh, in your to-be-planned or your goals update, sir and or madam. Yeah, like I was recently trying to look at which uh, companies are franchisable. Because I was like, I'm going to buy a Chipotle franchise if I win some, you know, like a money that's not an infinite amount of money or a ridiculous amount of, I'll never have to work again, money. And then I looked it up, <laughs> and you can't really franchise Chipotles anymore. So I was like, dang, because I wanted to to franchise a restaurant or a place that I would actually want to eat from or be around, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I was like, Chipotle is a perfect spot. A couple of companies. I know they put a hold on franchising Waffle Houses for a while, too, but then I saw some new ones being built, and I'm like, I checked with y'all a couple years ago, so I don't understand what's going on here. I mean, you can probably build a new one without it being a franchise. Oh, I didn't think about that, like a standalone, but I would think you would still have to pay into it. Like, you can't just do it by yourself. Like, it's a franchise. Like, you have to pay into it. No, I mean, like, maybe the company of Waffle House was like, hey, we're building more Waffle Houses as opposed to selling the franchise to a person. Mm, you know what I'm no, saying? I see what you mean. Yeah. they Kind of like when Quick Trip like, is like, we're going to build another Quick Trip across the street. They ain't asked nobody. The they just <laughs> they just decided we want a new Quick Trip, so we're going to build one right here. <laughs> That's so funny to me seeing that. Oh, goodness. That's Quick Trip for you. Okay. I have two different possibilities for this is a safe space. Do you want number one and number two, my lord? <laughs> number two, my lord. <laughs> All right. We're going to go with number one. So okay. for today's this is a safe space, I'm kidding. <laughs> we're going to go with number two. I only said number two because that's your thing. <laughs> like, she always quoting straight. That's what I wanted to talk about. So I referenced it in my greeting today. And that was gaming with guys online. And it bothers me when I jo- okay. So this is how it works. When you're on when you're playing a video game, there are some games you can play online with other people from around the country. You can open it up and play with other people from other countries, but there might be lag, meaning the game is slower. So I just stick to North America. Anywho, usually they'll be like, oh, do you have a mic or can you join the party? And that's basically a place where you can go to chat and talk throughout the game so you stay abreast of the missions and everything. It's not necessary because you have the mission list in the game, but people like to be able to communicate if you're on teams. So anywho, um, I somebody put out an ad. Basically, you can also put out ads like, hey, looking for two players for this game, looking for three players for this game. I responded to an ad like, hey, I'm available to play. And instead of sending me a game invite, they sent me a party chat invite. And I was like, oh, here we go. So I accepted the party chat invite, and I muted myself like I usually do because I don't like people knowing right away that I'm – a woman gamer until I hear how the conversation is going, hear how what they're talking about, how they're talking, and then I'll decide whether or not I want to reveal myself. So um, the person was like, oh, hey, Tooth, furry, that's part of my name or whatever. I'm like, hey, Tooth, and I didn't say anything. So then they sent me the game invite. So we're playing, and it's pretty quiet. Like, it's super quiet. There's three other people in the party, and it's quiet. Everybody's just chilling, just playing. And then it got to a point where I had to say something, So I turned my mic on, and I was like, something, something, loot. Then I turned my mic off. 
And then all of a sudden, the guys want to get chatty, wants to get super braggy about the stuff he's picked up. He wants to, um, I call it something the wrong name. He used that name for like the next 10 minutes, like trying to harp on me. And I was just like, see, this is why I don't like dealing with y'all. Y'all think, y'all think there aren't a lot of women gamers online. We are. We just don't like dealing with y'all. So we keep our mics muted because y'all get ridiculous and showboaty. So. That's what I wanted to add for my this is a safe space. It's like it's it's hard enough being a woman gamer in the industry and not seeing yourself all over the place or for this specific game, seeing more women and having the people complain, oh, my gosh, there are a lot of women in this game, and me having to always mm-hmm. speak up, turn my mic on and be like, okay, but do you say that there are a lot of men in this game when you see them? And then it's quiet or something like that. So just annoying it's annoying like why get showboaty and we're online i'm never going to meet you in real life never <laughs> so there's no need for you to maybe they're hoping that, that you, you do <laughs> maybe they're like oh she she's a gamer she's gonna be really impressed by my imaginary gun that i just because <laughs> you know people quote, quote guns with genitals and by people i mean those of us in the gaming community I had another guy who um, I joined his party a couple, couple days ago before this party. And so he was talking to me, and I wasn't saying anything. He just kept talking to me, and I was following his instructions in the games. And eventually he was like, do you have a mic? It says that you have a headset on, but I can't hear you. And he kept asking, kept asking. So finally I was like, yes, I have a mic. I'm here. And he was like, oh, you're you're a girl. And I was like, Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, well, um, I have some loot for you. I can drop some stuff for you. How's your build? And I was like, my build is fine. I don't need any of your loot. I'm good. He's like, no, I have some games. Let's go, let's go back to the hub. And I can, uh, no, I, no, I'm saying, no, I have some items. Let's go back to the hub, and I'll drop them for you. And I kept saying, no, that's not how I play. I don't get other items from other players, even if it can make me ten times better. I like to earn my own stuff. So then he let that one go. And there's a part in this game where it's like you can discover certain stuff, and I do that on my campaign mode. I don't do it in multiplayer because multiplayer is like we have a joint mission. We carry it out. We get, like, prizes. We repeat. Join the mission, carry it out, get prizes, repeat. This man was like, oh, did you discover the sign here? No, not yet. Oh, I'll take you to it. I was like, no, it's all right. We can focus on the mission. No, it's okay. I'm I'm here now. I'll wait till you get here so you can discover it. And I was just like, no, we can continue the mission. He's like, I'm already here. Just come here. Just come here. And it's like he wouldn't continue in the game. And I didn't want to wait for another online game to reboot. So I had to play this little game with him for a while. So then eventually he got his little feelings hurt. He was like, so what's your badass rank? And I was like, my badass rank? He was like, yeah, your numbers, da-da-da. He's like, mine's like um, mine's like 2,000, da-da-da-da-da-da. I was like, I don't really pay attention to what my badass rank number is. So then he stops the game. He's like, well, go into your menu. Go here, go here, go here, go here. Then I'll show you your badass rank. And I was like, okay, he's not letting this go. So I went to my badass rank. And he's like, I, I read the number, and I was like, it's like 5,000, some, some, something. He's like, that's more than mine. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you did this to yourself, Sam. <laughs> you opened this door. Now you must deal with it. He literally asked me, he's like, are you looking at the right number? I was like, it says badass rank, and there's a number right beside it. And he's like, oh, okay, how long have you been playing? I was like, I've been playing this game for about a year now. He's like, oh, okay. 
okay. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Focus on the game. Because if I was a dude, you wouldn't be doing this. So I know that was a little bit ranty. I apologize, you guys. But that's Girl, not- this way you can rant. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but sometimes I'm like, maybe the... The same badass you, go- you got to be on the game because these gamers want to stunt on you for no reason when you're just trying to play. It's the same badass you can be in the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you from telling us your badass points. Tell us all your badass points. You a badass. <laughs> and if you don't want to tell your badass points, I'm not going to make you tell us. Not going to stop you from being a badass. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. That just made me feel really good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's just so frustrating. Like, just be yourself. That's the other thing. I'm like, when that happens... After the game ends and you try to add me, I deny your friend request and I block you. I don't ever want to play with you again if you're showboaty, if you think you know more than me because you're a guy, and then you get your feelings hurt when I tell you that my badass rank is double what yours is. Like, just chill. Just chill and be yourself. So, We could have just had a nice little friendly game and been, you know, pen pals of the virtual uh, gaming world. But now... You are my hit, my list. Never will be your friend again. <laughs> right. We could have played multiple online games together, but uh-uh, not no mojo. That happened on um the movie Ready Player One. There were a lot of people on there that was like, well, the characters from the movie that were basically like, yeah, I built this big character and I had, I changed my voice so that no one knows I'm a little kid or no one knows I'm a woman, but really I'm a badass. And it's like, yep. <laughs> and this was imaginary situation. So um, they couldn't, I don't know that how easy it is to find your community of people that you like enjoy playing with all the time, but fingers crossed you find your ready player one squad. Fingers crossed. That's another key thing to bring up. I I don't play with kids. If I hear that there's a kid in the party, I leave it alone. I joined another group one time, and there were four people, but only those two people were talking, and the other person was silent. So I joined in, and I was, like, taking people out. And the person turned on his mic, and no one had heard him before, and he was like, excuse me, Miss Tooth, can you help me destroy this person? <laughs> <laughs> And then you you didn't help him, did you? You just loved him. You said, I don't play with kids. I'm out. Boot him. Boot him from the party. No, I I was so surprised and taken aback and have never had anybody call me Miss Tooth before. And I was like, of course I can help you. And the other two guys, they got quiet. One of them goes. Right. Now they don't respect none of (laughs) y'all. They're like, we don't respect this woman and we don't respect this child. Because you know what happens? If the ship is going down, the women and the children go in first. And that's because the women are helping the children. And now look at us stuck on the boat. They were quiet. One of them was like, is that a child? And I was like, it's a fellow player. And so then I went to go and then we muted each other again. They were trying to talk to us, and we were both like, nope. Forget you. We see how y'all is. We ain't playing with you like that no more. Is that a child? That child has been carrying both of y'all. It doesn't matter. He's a good player. Like, don't let this child stun on you tell him tell you his bad donkey points because he can't curse. His mom going to go off on him if he start cursing. 
But his bad donkey pants is bigger than yours, too. Right. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad I was able to contribute because you know I don't uh, play video game, games. I know. That's why I also <laughs> was like, maybe I shouldn't bring this up because I don't know if she'll have anything to say. But you have plenty, and I appreciate it. Like, I'm all smiles over here. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Mandy, I'm pulling out the dinner plates. Hey. Serving up for your meat and potatoes. Um, this is com- I do have something for the main topic, meat and potatoes. It is completely a hypothetical conversation. I want to preface by saying that before Mandy is accused of condoning uh domestic abuse and violence. Hmm. So, Ollie, guys, had showed me the the video of the incident that happened at McDonald's <laughs> of, of a customer, I believe she was uh, a woman, and she was upset and irate and threw food at the employee. Mm-hmm. And the employee, I believe, was male. Um threw a blender back at her mm-hmm. and it hit her in the face. Both female and, employees, actually. Oh, they're both female employees? Well, let's say hypothetically it was a male employee. Okay. But we, uh, can still, we can still make it a female employee. But at the time when I heard it, I had thought it was a male employee, and that's where I came up with this idea in my head. Okay. People aren't supposed to hit people, but... Especially it's been taught that a man shouldn't hit a woman. So can a man throw something at a woman from a distance? Because to me, when you throw something at someone, we were talking about this last week, or no, when you're fighting someone, they got to be close enough to fight you (laughs) to land a a hit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if, if you throw in something at them from a distance, then the person that the thing is being thrown at has an opportunity to avoid being hit by it. You know, they can dutch, they they can dutch, what am I trying to say? Duck. (laughs) (laughs) They can duck and dodge and weave and get out the way of the thing that's hitting them and avoid, you know, brutality in theory. So I'm like, maybe that's a thing that could happen. Again, like if that was the law of men can throw something at women, but they have to be at least 50 feet away. And if it's like someone who's a baseball player, they got to be even further. (laughs) Because not only can they throw farther, (laughs) but them things be fast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Farther and harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you think? Is that does that make it somewhat fair of a fair like fight or challenge if someone is throwing something from a distance? I'm trying to figure out if you're asking if if we gave someone disadvantages to re- based on their anatomy to retaliate. If that's okay, is that what you're asking? Yeah, like I mean, and it can apply to to women as well. Like if somebody is a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. they also have probably enough strength and certain things that they could could knock 
somebody out. So yeah, based off of their anatomy and physical strength and health, like this is what your ability to retaliate is without to make things fair. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole stance on it, unless you're like play wrestling or you all understand that you know these are our boundaries if we're play wrestling and stuff. People shouldn't be hitting people. Women shouldn't be hitting women. Men shouldn't be hitting men. And women shouldn't be hitting men. And men shouldn't be hitting women. That's how I feel. Now, if the case is that someone swings, man on woman, woman on man, or same gender on same gender, then I think you should expect retaliation. And I think that's just human nature and that's fair. I think if someone punched me in the face, whomever they, you know, identify as, I don't think I'm at the point where I can just be Gandhi and go to mmm and put my fingers up and start meditating. <laughs> like, that's not what's about to happen. What's about to happen is that I'm about to retaliate physically because that's what I receive. You give and receive. You transfer energy. If you want to transfer a hit to my face, I'm going to send it back to you. <laughs> that's just human nature. So, Facts. If, and if I happen to be a man or a bodybuilder, I'm going to step back a certain amount of feet. Grab something worth throwing and knock you upside your head that way. Because <laughs> okay. then you had a chance we to get can, away. <laughs> we can dive into that, too. I also feel like if I'm a bodybuilder and the person that hit me is, like, two feet shorter than me, I'm not I'm not holding anything back. You're about to get KO'd, Let, you know, old WWF style, before it became the World Wildlife Federation, Foundation, whatever it is now. <laughs> you're about to get hit hard. I'm not about to hold anything back because you took it upon yourself to not use your words and use all of your physical force. So let me show you all of my physical force that has been coming from my bodybuilding in the gym. Let's do it. If you want to do it, let's do it for real. Now, I don't want to hear you crying anything like, oh, you hit me harder or I don't know. I threw a bean at your head and you threw a blender at mine. Mm-mm. Nope, nope. <laughs> you grabbed a bean, which was closest to you, and a blender was closest to me. That's how I see that. What if they're, like, teasing and taunting? What if it's, like, my brother and me where somebody yelling at you, hit me, hit me? Can they be like, what happened? I got hit. (laughs) (laughs) One of the ultimate scenes. (laughs) Um, I feel like... I feel like legally you would be in trouble if you hit the person. Like, well, they didn't hit you, but I feel like if it's street street rules and someone's saying, hit me, hit me, and then you hit them, I feel like that's fair game. You told me to hit you. You begged me to hit you. You opened up your face. You put your hands behind your back, like, hit me. You got hit. That's what happened. You got hit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. Am I wrong? What do you think? I don't think you wrong. I don't think okay. you wrong. <laughs> okay. I think you right, girl. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> People so weird. They want to talk all tough and talk bad until it's time to do action or they get action done on them. Then they want to play victim. Oh, well, you know, I only threw a bean at her head. There was no need for her to throw a blender at mine, but you started the throwing. You escalated it from verbal back and forth to physical back and forth. So what you received mm-hmm. in return, I don't want to hear she threw a blank at me. No, you threw something first. So you're going to get whatever she has around her or he has around him. And that's the other thing I don't like. I hate this narrative of 
a woman being able to hit a man, throw stuff at a man, burn his stuff, scratch his stuff up, and then a man, like, giving her a flick with his fingers on the forehead and she just pass out. Like, <laughs> well, I, not I that, don't. I understand what you're saying, but in reference to what happened this week, because I know you don't watch Power, but Ghost jacked up. Ghost jacked up. Oh, spoilers for power. <laughs> Ghost jacked up. Right, Tasha, he, wait, wait. And he flicked her. Can you explain, like, I guess for people who don't listen, who these people are? Like, just a brief thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, this is a long. It, it wasn't I mean, relevant to my story, but I could do it. They are in the process of a divorce. Yeah. So, so Tasha, Tasha and Ghost. Ghost are married. They are married. They're in the process of a divorce. Um, and so they're not living together currently. They are not sleeping together. They don't have any dynamic except for they are both, uh, parents, but trust and believe there have been so many things that both of them have done in terms of betrayal to one another. So in this regard, Tasha did something Ghost didn't like, and he, A, started to physically attack her. Like, I thought he was going to kill her. And then when he didn't kill her, he added a top level of disrespect that had everybody thrown, which was he flicked her in the face. And not that you wanted him to put hands on her, but trust me, that flick of her in the forehead really about had me flying at the TV screen. (laughs) Like, I was like, no, the hell he did it. Disrespectful. So, I remember the first time I was going to say just like play wrestling with a friend and he flicked me in the forehead and I did feel disrespected and I did feel like, oh, no, you didn't. And also he was very, very strong in his hands. So it hurt. And I was <laughs> so upset. But at the same time, retrospectively, actually, I had to be like, you know what? We were wrestling. We were playing. That was fair game. That was fair game. <laughs> In my college days, I used to love to mush people in the face. And in my opinion, mushing people is, like, not really violent. People took it as, like, a large act of aggression. I found it it entertaining. (laughs) I don't do it anymore because people told me, you know, they find it as a form of disrespect. So I respected them and not doing it anymore. But... That's, you know, the point. Like, even though to me it's not a violent act, if people are telling you or verbalizing, this is disrespectful, I will not have it. You got to respect them. <laughs> At least you were able to do that. Some people like to, oh, this bothers you. Let me continue doing it. There are some people like that out there. It took me time to let it go, i got to admit. But I did. Okay. I can appreciate the growth. Ooh. Okay. You got a meat and I a have, potato? Oh, wait. Ooh, girl, I got some meat, potatoes, a side of green bean casserole. It's a full <laughs> I came okay. across. I came across an old article that stemmed from an old Facebook post regarding people in Disneyland. So basically, it started with a Facebook rant. This mother was complaining. She was like, I'm tired of millennials going to Disneyland. 
cheat, and I kid you what? not, verbatim. She says, <laughs> what? She, says, she says, I'm here with my two kids who are screaming, and you're here spending your money on Disneyland, and you don't even have children. She continues, she goes on to say, I wish Disneyland would ban people without children and also allow um, women with children to cut to the front of the line. Let's interject here. If you ban people that don't have children and just allow women with children to cut to the front of the line, wouldn't that mean that everybody in the park can cut the line? <laughs> Facts. That's also discrimination. Also discrimination. Let me continue. So she says, you'll never get the joy of chasing your kid around the park, dealing with a crying child, or having the memory of taking your baby to the park. She continues with, I. she starts getting vulgar. She said, I watched some B-I-T-C-H get in line and get her pretzel, and my child's just sitting there screaming. And I'm like, what the H-E-L-L? My child should be able to get a pretzel too, but the lines are so long. I will interject again. Do you not think that this woman had to wait in line for this pretzel? <laughs> so I think she's more mad that there are people enjoying Disneyland without a kid. Like, she's yeah. trying to make it sound like we're missing out on something, but, lady, yes. you sound mad that you brought your kid to Disneyland without instead yes. of leaving them at home. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. So... This got crazy. Uh, this got crazy. This thing got over like a hundred thousand shares and seventy-two thousand likes, and I was just like, seventy-two thousand plus, because you know, seventy-two point whatever people agree with this woman, and there are people in the comments going off like, yeah, it's just weird that millennials will want to go to Disneyland, or it's weird that people without kids will want to go to Disneyland. It's just a weird thing to do as an adult. Y'all have this weird. Um, infantilization with Disney. So then... Bitch, we are the products of the golden age of Disney. I know. I know, but it gets better. So this is from a Facebook post. A writer from the New York Post, you guys, decided to take that Facebook post, excuse me, post, and blow it up. And his article was talking about how millennials can't move on from Disney, how Disney has its grip on millennials, how instead of going to go see uh, more mature movies, we're seeing remakes of like Aladdin and uh, The Lion King instead of seeing these blockbusters that should be getting more attention as adults. He goes on to agree with her. He goes, This is a New York Post writer, you guys. He goes on to say that um, Disney is for children, and so if you don't have children, you probably shouldn't be going. You need to move on to more mature things. So people countered him, and they That's showed him all the That's not even factual. I know, like, I know, this... I know, I know. I know. I know. People countered him and showed him all the ads where Disney did, in fact, market to children. They showed him the quote where Walt Disney himself said, 70% of the children who come here are adults. You know, he, Walt Disney said, I made this park for adults and for children to enjoy. And um, people also commented, yeah, I guess it's just a children's park. That's why they serve wine. That's why they have honeymoon suites. That's why they have all these late night packages because it's a children's um that's a children's church, a children's park. Yeah, that's why, that's why. And so I was just so entranced by this idea that people are blaming millennials for going to Disney. And a lot of people were also like, a lot of people were also like, I couldn't afford Disney. My parents couldn't afford Disney when I was growing up. Or also like, well, do you think your two-month-old is going to remember your Disney trip? Like there were so That many is very true. 
Yep, yep. I know. I'm ranting. I'm, I'm I'm wrapping it up so you can comment. But there were just so many points to this. But the fact that there were an overwhelming amount of people saying, yeah, I agree. Like, Disneyland should only be for kids. If you don't have kids, you should be penalized. You shouldn't be able to come. I, my mind was blown. I was like, 72,000 of you all agree with this point? Y'all are crazy. <sighs> all right. So here's why those people are some hating ass haters. <laughs> uh, Disney has been making more than just children products or content for years. And f- they make family friendly things, which is the concept right. that any and every age can enjoy it. If you right. and even if you feel like Oh, well, we're talking about the animated things. Animation, again, is a universal property. It's not exclusive to any one group. Um, It doesn't make it inappropriate all of a sudden because you are past the age of 13. Most of the time in these movies, they got jokes that go over the kids' heads. So chill out for that (laughs) reason. Second of all, are you... When you talk about the fact that a lot of the products did come out of a millennial age and now they're remaking them, are you mad that they made the remake or are you mad that we're excited about the remake? Because the reality (laughs) is your kid is seeing this for the first time, so they're not going to appreciate it as much as the people that came what? Out of the golden age of Disney, which is what? (laughs) Millennials. So right now, if anything, Disney is catering to millennials. They said, we know exactly who our market is, and it's not your little snot-nosed (laughs) two-year-old <laughs> who is crying the entire time they're in the park? <laughs> and I don't dislike children, but trust me, I've been to to certain events where the kids are, and if we have to sit there and not be mad that your kid's crying through the movie because that's a waste of <laughs> the movie, then you can't be mad that I'm enjoying the movie while your kid crying. That just don't even make sense. And then second of all, again, it sounds like you're not mad at the millennial. You're mad at Disney for prioritizing, you know, making money over you being a mom. Like, you wanted Disney to treat you like when you go to the supermarket or Babies R Us and you get that little upfront parking where it's like baby on board and all that stuff, like, you know, they do with um, people with disabilities. But instead, Disney treating you like any old regular, schmegular, degular chick. And meanwhile, a millennial with no kids that saved their money in advance for this check mm, got themselves snap. a fast pass and everything, mm. bumping the mm. lines, eating all snap. the snacks. You had to bring your kid little uh, packages of applesauce, and they get to eat a pretzel. You act like Disney's just going to all of a sudden give your kid a pretzel just because the millennial isn't here. You still got to pay for that. Like, <laughs> You, you just sound dumb and salty. Like else. Okay, exactly. Hecka salty. Hecka salty. And again, I feel like common sense would dictate this is an everybody park, not just a moms with kids or dads with kids park. This is an everybody park. So you gonna say the same thing about like Harry Potter next, which again, a property that came out during the time of millennials' childhood. Like you can't, you can't be like, well, millennials can't go see the 
the such and such of Griswold. What's it called? The crimes of Griswold because that's yep. for kids now. And it's like, if you don't no. shut it's up. A continuation of stuff that we started, we were involved in. And I think back to even, shout out to my friend, he had some type of, um, like an internship or something in Florida. And so I went out there. We went to Universal Studios and Disney World. And Disney World seemed a little bit more catered to children, but I still had a great time. And it's just like, what you're telling me that I can't come here without having produced a child? Are you kidding me? Like, you're over here talking about stuff being high and complaining about dragging your kid along or whatever. You do just seem jealous and bitter that maybe you didn't have the opportunity to do it yourself. And the fact that you have a two- or three-year-old right now, to me, makes it sound like you are also a millennial. So what are you talking about? It just sounds and like maybe the- you should have planned to come here before you had a child. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, and then to the New York Post writer who thinks in a, from a place of prestige, they're like, I got it all the way to the New York Post <laughs> to say that, you know, we should be partaking in films that they view as prestige. They sound real mad that Oscars is not, you know, the way it used to be where now yeah. you have Disney, uh, Marvel properties, and, you know, other animated things, you know, just whatever, things that are universal again, family-friendly, and it's not just a random movie about people, usually a white person, at some point a boob comes in, somebody's crying about something, and then it ends with them looking off in the distance. And I love indie movies. I love (laughs) award show type movies, but I also love Disney movies. And there was one year, one day, I went to the movie theater, I saw five movies that day. I saw La La Land, I saw Moana, I saw Jackie, I saw um, not Pursuit of Happiness, whatever that other movie is that Will Smith did with people in it. And I saw... No, it's it was it was something with Helen Mirren and I don't know. I, it wasn't that good. <laughs> and I I saw um I can't remember the other one, but it had um Amy Adams and it was like Aliens, I think it's called Deception or something. And my favorite movie that day was Slippin' Moana. And I cried. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not that we don't watch other things or that our our growth is censored, but, you know, people are going to like what they like. And if they like flipping right. Disney, that doesn't mean that they can only go to book events now or they can only um, sit through two, three-hour-long films that have really slow score, never, like, upbeat music that you can sing along to and it's a war film and like everybody don't have time for that sometimes you need a good energy situation mm-hmm. so bump them maybe i just don't like those kinds of films but you did just remind me i don't remember what animated movie i went to see and i don't know and i think i went with somebody but when we got around our group of friends we brought it up and they were like oh did you take like your niece or nephew and i was like no we went to see it ourselves and they're like you want to see it yourself? And I'm like, 
Yeah, I want to see it myself. I have no problem going to go look at a good animated movie, and I feel kind of sad for you that you feel like you're too old to do that because these are mm-hmm. great storylines, and maybe I want something to talk about with the person I want to go see who is also another adult, or maybe when I go see my niece and nephew, I also have things to talk about with them because they have also seen the movie. So it's also like, why are you being so judgmental? Or I think it's sad that you think you only can go see war movies or Inception-type movies or Marvel and DC movies like animations have great storylines just like anime has great storylines that are like completely for adults but people look at that as cartoons and I'm like there's blood there's gore there's love there's crazy stuff betrayal there's a who's a what monsters all kinds of stuff in anime alone a completely different genre so for people to be judgmental and like I said I remember even our own friends I don't know if it was Moana or something else and they were like y'all saw that by yourself they said it just like that and I was like yeah, we did. And <laughs> like what it, what are you doing right now? What are you doing right exactly. now? Exactly. Like I don't I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about <laughs> about any person trying to shame me. They already try and make millennial a dirty word. I don't have time yes. for it. Nope. Um and I don't really care that you don't like that I enjoy things. Mm-hmm. Um you can take all of your whining and moaning and your crying kids, and um, hopefully they'll get to go to Disney World when they remember it Exactly. as an adult. And they won't exactly. have you in their face writing posts about uh, being upset and whatnot. Right. Another counter that somebody made was like, if we weren't going to Disneyland and it was only mothers going with their children, y'all would say millennials are are killing theme parks. No one's going. And so right! They they want, now we, we killing cable. <laughs> we killing theme parks. We, uh, we killing the job market. You just found another thing to hate on us for. Like, we can't possibly be the demise of the world. We barely 30! Right. Like right. some of us is thirty, some of us still not thirty. We just like we still pretty much new new to the world. We couldn't have possibly right. ruined it that much yet. Y'all need to look right. at th- within yourself. Thank Stop you. Stop blaming I'm everybody like, else for your pull. Who set this up? Because we didn't set up our current situation now, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. That was you guys. You guys set us up for the now. You guys set, put in policies and did all this stuff, all this construction, all this environmental stuff, everything. It was for you guys did this. What's happening now is from your past decisions. That's how the world works. That's how time works. That's how uh, over time change works. So I'm just like... If you're worried about anything that's happening now, look at yourself. Just like Mandy said. Ooh, Chile. <laughs> I'm glad I got that out because that be, that's been on my plate like for a couple of days, and I was like, I'm ready to eat. I gotta talk to Mandy. I'm ready to eat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have a nominee for your underappreciated award? I do. That I do. Today, my underappreciated award is going to Gerard Carmichael. Okay. Gerard. Gerard Carmichael. I feel like I said that wrong. I know. It's the first time. Apologize if I did. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Gerard! Anyways, um, Gerard Carmichael is an actor, writer, producer, and showrunner. And I kind of wanted to give him the underappreciated award because 
um, he's not someone that's on social media. So when you're not on social media, you're not out here um, constantly doing things that people can see, folks tend to think that you fell off. And, you know, that's not factual. Like, he's still very much working in the industry doing his own thing, making his own moves. And I'm continuing to enjoy the content that he is a part of. He is the showrunner, or was at least the showrunner for the first season of the Hulu series Rami. And it was even, like, more beautiful for me to see a person of color telling another or being a part of another person of color story because he's not, you know, the one telling it. But encouraging and supporting another person of color story to be able to be told because Rami tells the story of, you know, an Egyptian Muslim man in America and trying to kind of keep in contact and a hold of your roots and values while living in America where it's like you have trouble, craziness that you could be kind of getting into. And I just, I like to 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 see when I have that opportunity, um, him doing stuff because he's so funny. He's so nuanced. And I think that he's better in that capacity of being, like, behind the camera. Because I always say, like, in a lot of the, yeah, in, like, a lot of the movies that he did and when watching the Carmichael show, I felt like he was the least funny of everyone delivering the lines. And I knew that they were his jokes that he had written because I'd watched his stand-up and I'd heard the jokes. And I would kind of, like, smiggle when he said it on the stand-up. But then when someone else on the show would say I would, like, bust out laughing. But, um... Yeah, so I just wanted to shout out Gerard Carmichael and let you know that even though uh, I can't see you, I see you, my brother. I'm going to give my underappreciated award to the late and great John Witherspoon, who passed away this week. And you might know him as Pop from the Wayans Brothers. You might know him as the uncle from Boomerang. You might know him as the infamous granddad from the Boondocks. And... He was just a joy. He also did stand-up. I didn't see a lot of his stand-up, but when he did start doing, like, shorts, like on Instagram, short videos, I did see a few of those. And since his passing, people have been showing, excuse me, not showing, sharing several different videos of him, like, in and about doing his stand-up, doing his shorts, just being funny. Um, You might also know him in Friday, next Friday, Friday after next, that franchise. And... He just seems so joyous to be around. I haven't seen anyone say one negative thing about him, and I've seen so many people quoting him, and he was 77, and I feel like for nowadays, that's kind of young to be passing away. And I remember he was on The Breakfast Club. He did a recent interview there. He also um, did a recent interview with Strong Black Lead. They're this Instagram account that features – black actors and actresses, I think they're all just called actors now, black people in theater, thespians, and they have these, like, one-on-one conversations with them, and it's really, really dope and cool. So it's like I recently saw him, so that's what's also kind of weird to me. It's not like he's just been ghost or gone. Like, I've seen him on different platforms recently, so. Yeah, just um, the podcast is it, um, in, in correlation with Strong Black Lee, it's called Strong Black Legend. So they, like, specifically go after kind of, like, yeah, like the people who have been in the game a long time, like you said, John Witherspoon, that um, I want to say we forgot about them, but maybe, you know, they're not the newest, shiniest toy in the bunch anymore. Um, yep. 
Okay. So, you guys, that concludes the pod for today. If you have any questions, definitely feel free to contact us. I'll be doing it today. You all can reach us at mandyandolly at gmail.com. That's M-A-N-D-Y-A-N-D-O-L-L-I-E at gmail.com. You can also reach us at M-N-O podcast on IG and Twitter. Again, M-N-O podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Please send us your comments, send us your questions, anything you have to add. Anything else you want to say to the listeners, Mandy? Okay. Have a good day, you guys. So familiar, don't I know you from back when? Yeah, way, way back when.